Welcome to the 831 Living Your Best Life podcast. This week, we've been celebrating Alpine skiing, which is celebrating its 100th anniversary, and the World Alpine Ski Championships are on in Cortina in Italy. I had the good fortune to be able to race there once in my life. We had a downhill race there once, and it was tremendous, fabulous place, and will be an amazing host of the Olympics in 2026. But we're also dealing with the same questions that we started last week, the questions that I had been given from parents and coaches and athletes. And today's question is, how do you inspire motivation in yourself and others? A lot of people struggle with trying to be motivated for some reason. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, and we hope you'll be inspired and empowered to live your best life. Go to your favorite podcast provider and download the program, subscribe and click on like, and let us know how we can help you and what stories you would like to hear or what things you would like to learn about. I have done this because... 831 people helped me in my ski career, and this week I'm going to focus on those that helped me in the early days of my skiing career and people who have made a difference. On Monday, we talked about Len Kaufman. On Tuesday, we talked about Lauren O'Connor. And today is another person that stepped into my life and made a difference. And had they not stepped in, I would have not been able to do what I got to do. I sometimes pushed my way in. I don't know if I was always as kind as I should have been, but I was certainly motivated. And today's story will show you that when you're motivated to do all that you can do, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Since I had the accident when I was 10, being exceptional again was remote. Rejection and sarcasm and bullying meant that it seemed best for me to work on the farm and to forget about going to school, although mom and dad didn't want to forfeit that. Mom and dad thought starting over in a new school district, playing hockey somewhere where no one knew me and doing this ski thing on the side would give me a fresh start. I desired for the old Mark to come back and be the guy that he was before the accident. Yes, my name was Mark, and I was the best at everything in music and school and hockey. Wherever we go, whatever we do, who we are goes with us no matter where we go. I made a top-level team in Calgary, and the coach said if you played for him, you could not do any other sport. I was in trouble. How do I do both? The Ski Meister Ski Club ran a Christmas camp to select racers for the club. Mum registered me as Mark Hunter with the ski club. But when I arrived at the ski hill, I registered as Jim Hunter. I thought about it because I had been told by so many people that I was so far behind because most of the kids that would be there have been skiing five or six years. I thought if I used another name, the hockey coach would never find out. And I had also been told I was six years behind in my ski experience. And so I had a ski jacket that was reversible. Mark would run in green and Jim would run in white. I would change on the lift. Race day, Mark Hunter had a horrific crash four gates from the finish. And that was the end of his race. He wouldn't get a second run because he was disqualified. The finish referee was coach Ron Pierce. Jim Hunter started last, number 169. I crossed the finish line, and he thought about it, and he thought about it, and he thought about it. And then Coach Pierce looked at me. He looked at the same kid that was standing there in front of him and wondered, he looks the same as the kid that crashed right in front of me. 
My first race may have been my last. The ski meisters only choose 10 girls and 10 boys to go on to the next camp, Pigeon Mountain, and I looked at my times to see where I finished. Coach Pierce was curious. Did this kid train and race all week as two kids? He looked at my number, then the time, and said, You're dead last. He asked how my brother did, trying to see if I would slip up. I said, He fell. He asked how I felt about the results. I told him, Great. Do you want to win? He asked. No, I said. That would be silly. Why? He replied. Well, I've never done this before, Coach. Well, still searching, he asked, Where are your parents? I told him, at the farm in Saskatchewan. Oh, you're the Saskatchewan kid, he said. Yeah, that was what I was labeled as, the Saskatchewan kid. What would you do if you were to become a ski racer, he asked. I would focus on finishing 168th in the next race. And 169 races from now, I'll be first. I'm not grown enough to finish first yet. Mr. Pierce had a problem. The coaches had to choose who would become a racer. He was not sure, but he thought he had figured it out. If you pick the 10 boys and 10 girls to go on, the only fair way to do this is to pick the best times. Coach Pierce wanted to include me, but knew he had a struggle. How could he explain it to the 159th place kid and his parents? The awards were given out and the kids announced who had qualified to be the ski meisters. I had not made it. How do I explain this to my dad? He may pull the plug and back to the dairy farm for me. He convinced the other coaches that I had managed to train all week in both classes, changing my number and jacket each time, and no one noticed. A kid with that much drive, that much motivation, we should take a second look at. We have one racer that came all the way from Saskatchewan, and we would like to invite him to come and receive his award, and invited me to come to the next camp at Pigeon Mountain next week. I went up, got the medal, and wondered. I carried the medal for the next 169 races. It was with me throughout my career. In 2015, I ran into Coach Pierce and a couple of people he was talking to around a lunch table, and he told them what I had done and asked, Was it true? He was still not sure. <laughs> I apologized, confirming that I had. Then he said, 169 races later, gentlemen, he finished first in a giant slalom in the spring series. Coach Pierce could have disqualified me, but he said there at that lunch table, I did what I did because I thought about the motivation and drive to register, train, and race under two names and never miss a run. Then when I found out you did it alone and your parents were not there, it convinced the coaches to give you one more chance. You improved right before the coach's eyes and defined what it meant to be a ski meister, a master of skiing. I should have never done what I did, and I do not condone it. I was motivated, however, and most of all motivated to try and make sure that I wouldn't end up back on the farm, and I could make up that lost time. Kindness is showing grace, even when it is undeserved. Look at the motive behind the motivation before deciding if someone should be given a second chance. My quote for the day, what moves you must be so compelling that it inspires others to have the motivation to make up the difference. 
I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you've been listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast. I hope I've empowered you today to live your best life and that you want to become an 831er and make the difference. Please subscribe, download, tell others, and click on like and let us know how we can help you. My personal dare today is to ask you to do something for between 8 to 31 people in such a way that it moves them to action. Tell them, call them, write them, and by your action, achieve a motivating reaction. Your 1% challenge, 15 minutes, that's all. That's 1% of the day. Eight minutes to listen to this podcast, and then eight minutes to ask 8 to 31 people what their next goal is and encourage them to stick with it. I hope you will all have grown before we meet next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah.